Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. I want you to go with me. We're going to go to Luke chapter 1. And the Lord spoke to me this week out of Luke chapter 1. And it's funny, I had a message already for this Sunday And the Lord kind of out of nowhere was like, no, 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 I got something different. And I love when God does that. He just interrupts my plans. And I'm like, thanks, God. Appreciate that. But it's so good. And I'll be honest with you, I'm so excited to share what the Lord showed me this week. Luke chapter 1, verse 8. It says this. One day Zechariah was serving God in his temple, as was the custom of the priests. He was chosen by law to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. Verse 11, while Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord said to him, standing at the right side of the incense altar, he said, Zechariah, standing right there next to him, Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him, but the angel of the Lord said this, don't be afraid. To underline that, write it down, should be the mantra of your life. Don't be afraid, Zachariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son and you will name him John. And you'll have great joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. There's this line right there that I'm just so grateful for, and I'll be honest with you, I'm so thankful that it's in the Bible, and it says this, that the angel said, Zechariah, God has heard your prayer. Great revelation today, isn't it? You're all like, okay, cool, cool. (laughs) Thanks, Pastor Jeff. That means this, that the God who created the entire universe Here's your voice. He's listening. That means me, me, one out of seven billion, nine hundred and thirty-seven million people on planet Earth today. That's a lot of people for God to manage, right? That's a lot of people for God to hear. Me, one of those people, God hears my voice and he hears my prayers. Okay, And that means this, that he's taking time to do what? To listen to me in my whiny voice. Right? I'm like, God, help. God, save us. God, I don't know what to do. He's taking time. He wants to listen to me. He wants to what? He wants to listen to you. Right? Because we probably have this perspective that God listens to me in a different way because I'm a pastor, right? And he doesn't listen to you the same way. And that's just not true. He wants to hear your voice. He wants to hear what's in your heart. He wants to know what's going on in your life. But I got I to gotta be honest with you. Like, I just am just I'm in awe of God because I think like my three kids, my three whiny kids, I want to run and hide some days. Can I get an amen from anybody? Right? Mom, mom, dad, 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 I need, I need, I want, I want, right? Every day. 
Every day, listen, I don't know how whoever created Fortnite, I want to kill them, okay? Because there's a new skin every day. Every day there's a new skin. Every day there's a new world. Every day there's a new battle pack. Every day. Like, I want to destroy these people's lives. And they're billionaires, right? But I think, man, God, the God of the universe, he like cares about me. He cares about you. He cares about what I'm saying, what I'm talking to him about. And so then it means this, that it is so important, right? So important that we do what? That we build our life that orbits around talking to God. That we build a life that orbits around constantly talking to Jesus. Because if he's listening, then I want to talk to him. I want the God of the universe involved in my life. I want the God of the universe in my daily. So it's really important, and I, and I totally get this, and I totally understand this idea sometimes. They're like, well, how do I talk to God? Just like how we talk. I just talk to him. And it's amazing to me that in seasons that I actually probably need him the most and I'm the busiest and I'm the most stressed out are the seasons that I talk to him the less. But God's really good and gracious and he allows me to figure those things out. And when I figure those things out, I have to then do what? I got to make adjustments to go, okay, I need to figure out how to talk to God just throughout the day. I need to make this a part of my life. Like I never understood this when I was growing up. My grandma would just walk around like talking to God all the time. And I thought she was going insane. I I literally did. I thought, oh God, somebody help my grandma. You know what I mean? Like every night I'm like a little kid praying for my grandma. My grandma's gonna, she's going insane, God. No, she just knew something that I didn't understand at nine years old. She knew that talking to Jesus every day and orbiting around this idea that I'm going to talk to him about everything changes everything in your life. So God's telling us, I'm listening. I'm waiting. I want to hear you. I want to know how I can help you. I want to know what I could do for you. I want to be a part of your life. I want to be a part of your day. Such a great word. He's listening. But in verse 1, the angel said this. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And I think it's really interesting. I find it so interesting to me that you see this line. I actually looked it up. You see it 314 different times in the Bible. 
314 different times in the Bible, it tells us what? Don't fear. Don't be afraid. Don't fear life. Don't fear the future. Don't fear your situations. Don't fear the moment. God tells us over and over, 314 different times, to not fear. It's like God is telling us something, right? The angel is telling Zacharias something. He's telling, God's telling us, don't orbit your life around what? Fear. Don't let your life orbit around the idea of fear. Let your life orbit around what? Faith. Trusting God. Remember that verse that I talked about in, in worship? How does our life get filled? It gets filled by trusting God. That's how we're filled with joy. That's how we're filled with hope. Meaning what? That my life orbits not around fear, but around faith. Now, I understand this is not something that's just easy. It's easier said than done. Can I get an amen from everybody, okay? I'll give you an example, okay? So we just recently moved into our house, and behind our house, we have this detention pond, okay? And I'll be honest with you, um, I feel like right now I have a wildlife preserve in the back of my yard, okay? We have ducks and geese, and we have cranes and other animals right now, and I'm just like, I'm gonna just start, you know, selling tickets to come to my house right now, okay? And so the other day we had this guy, he's called the pond guy, okay? I'm like, that's cool, that's his name, the pond guy, okay? The pond guy came to our house and, and when he was done, he was telling us about some issues with this detention pond and stuff. And this is what he said. He's like, if you don't take care of this, he's like, you're gonna get frogs, you're gonna get bugs, and you're gonna get critters, and it's gonna turn gross. And I'm like, oh, so I'm getting like the plagues that Egypt got, you know what I mean? Like, awesome. Cool, you know what I mean? And I'll be honest with you, my first thoughts didn't orbit around faith. So I'm talking about real life right now. My first thoughts, they orbited around what? Are you serious? How much money is this going to cost me? Right? He's like, well, let's put a fountain in. I'm like, you put a fountain in, you know? <laughs> He's like, it'll be real pretty. I'm like, I'm sure it will be pretty. <laughs> My thoughts are wrapped around fear. This is messing up my plans for our backyard. This is messing up what I thought. Now, it's amazing how I think and how God thinks. For some reason, they rarely match up perfectly, okay? So I start talking to God that day. And this is what he said to me. Why would I take you somewhere that isn't gonna be a blessing to you? You thought I brought you somewhere? That is, it, it was like me in the wilderness. It's like Egypt in the wilderness. Did God bring us out of Egypt for us to die in the wilderness? See, our first thought typically orbits around fear. Our first thought isn't God is good. He loves me. He's for me. He's not against me. And he's leading me from glory to glory to blessing to blessing. 
right? Our thoughts are, are fear. And so he says, don't fear. Okay, listen. Now, I know he's saying don't fear me because he's a huge angel. And I don't know about you. If I saw a huge angel in my bedroom, I'd be like, hey, how you doing, you know? But what he's really saying is this. Don't fear the situation with your wife. Well, what was the situation with his wife? She couldn't have kids. And she was old. Verse 18 tells us this. Zacharias says to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man and my wife is also well along in years. Okay, I love Zachariah. He just says it. He goes, he goes, I'm old, but he's not dumb enough to say my old wife, right? Oh, the Bible's so good. Okay, it's so good. Men, let me give you a tip. You will find yourself in the arms of your loving wife more and more if you will change how you talk to them. I can testify of it, okay? Amen. And Zachariah, he goes, my wife, she's a good wife, but she's long down the road in years. So Zachariah is doing the same thing we do right? His thoughts orbit around what? What he doesn't have. So God comes to us and says, hey, I want to do this. And what's our first reaction? Well, I don't have that, God. And God's like, yeah, I know you don't have that. You go, God, I, I don't possess this. Zachariah is saying what? I, I don't have a wife that can bear children anymore. How are you going to do this? This is really nice that you came and saw me. It's really nice that you are telling me this, but I don't really understand how God, I don't understand. Can you please go tell God, Mr. Angel, can you go tell him how? How? So we orbit around fear and we orbit around what? Doubt. We doubt God, doubt his goodness, doubt that he could do a creative miracle. Maybe God wants to do a creative miracle in your finances. Maybe God wants to do a special miracle in your marriage. Maybe God wants to do a creative miracle in your body. And we're like, how, God? And he goes, hey, I want to remind you, I'm the God who created this entire planet, this entire solar system. I created you from nothing. I created you. I have the power to do anything I want but we orbit around fear. We orbit around doubt and what we don't possess and what we don't have. Not to mention that I'm sure that if the Bible said that God heard his prayer, that this was something that Zechariah was praying about and that he was also what? They're probably also trying. It was a time in their life that they were trying. It wasn't like they weren't trying to have children. They wanted children. Now, let me show you a couple of things about what the angel was saying. Okay, the first thing is this. The angel is just giving a message. He's just the messenger. And as the messenger, who did he hear the message from? 
God the Father. He's only sharing what he heard. So it's just the same way. I know is, this is a, a, a picture that's different. The way God works today is this is through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's word to you. And he'll prick your heart and he'll go, I want to do this in your life. I want to bless you. I want to, bring, I want to bring this into your life. I want to do this miracle for you. I want to bring a child to you. I want to do this for you. The Holy Spirit. We hear that small voice in our hearts. And so the angel is just relaying the information from the Father. That's what the Holy Spirit's job is. The Holy Spirit only speaks on what he's heard from where? The throne room of God. He can only talk about what he's heard. So when he speaks to you, He's speaking from a heavenly perspective. The second thing is this, and I love this picture. God is answering a prayer from a while back. It's a prayer from a while ago. How do we know this? Because verse 18 shows us. Zachariah's current state of mind is what? I'm old. And my wife is old. So that was something that he isn't praying about then because he's thought what? He's already done the calculations. He's thought, you know what? I'm old. My wife's old. We should stop praying for this. We should stop believing for this because there's no way that this is ever going to happen. And this is how we view many things with God. We think to ourselves, well, it didn't happen in the timing that I wanted to happen, so I should stop believing for it. I should stop asking for it. But here's what is so cool about God in his goodness and his grace. He's actually answering a prayer from a season ago. Meaning what? God hears every word you pray. And guess what? He doesn't forget. He doesn't forget. The third thing is that God is showing just how faithful he is and how good he is. He goes, I don't, I don't forget what you asked for. I love you. I'm with you. I'm for you. See, we take, when God doesn't answer us right away, we take it as either God is mad, he's frustrated, or he doesn't want to do that for us. None of those things are true. God loves you, he's for you, and he wants to do miracles for you. The fourth thing we see is this, and I love this picture. Where do we find Zechariah? We find him ministering to the Lord. See, you all wonder, like, what, what is really the point of worship, right? Is it just like a church thing? Is it just something that you, like, we have to do? Like, it's written, like, in the law of church, you know what I mean? Thou shall worship every Sunday. Thou shall have guitar player and Preston play great music. Thank you, Preston, okay? Right? No, 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 no. You, you don't understand what we're doing all the time. We're ministering to the Lord. Just as he was burning incense to the Lord, when we sing, we are ministering to Jesus. We are loving Jesus. Right? Our voices are reaching heaven. And we're ministering to the God of the universe. 
And this is where we find Zechariah. He's in the house of the Lord, serving the Lord, ministering to the Lord. And you know what I love about this? Is he's doing this even when he didn't see what his heart wanted most. Right? So he's real. And, and listen, I understand this. Look, I totally get it. There are seasons in our life where we see the goodness of God like physically happen before us. And I promise you, it is so easy and exciting to worship. We're just like, oh my gosh, God is so good. He answered this prayer. He performed this miracle. He made a way. And then there's seasons that we just don't understand why it's not happening in the timing that we think it should happen. Or we're in a season where we're like, I've been praying for like a year for this and nothing has happened. And I don't know about you, I know that I'm human, okay? That sometimes in my human nature and reasoning, it will cause me to react to God differently. It'll cause me to worship differently. It'll cause me to seek him differently. That, that where I'm real close in orbiting to Jesus, maybe I'll take a step back, right? Because I'm allowing what? I'm allowing confusion. I'm allowing doubt. I'm allowing fear to what? Take over the situation. But where do we find Zacchaeus? We find him where? He is worshiping the Lord. He's ministering to the Lord in a season where he has not received from the Lord what he wanted the most. Meaning what? He's faithful. He's faithful to what? He's faithful to the house of God. He made a decision. He made a choice. My world is going to what? It's going to orbit around Jesus. It's going to orbit around the things of God. It's going to orbit around his house. It's going to orbit around what's happening in his kingdom. All right, verse 13. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son. Can I just say, and, and I believe this, I believe there's an anointing on this church in our house, that if you're believing for a child, we believe in the name of Jesus, you're going to have a child. We believe it. We've seen it time and time and time again. I'll give you a son. And his name will be John. And there'll be great joy and gladness. And many will rejoice at his birth. I want to ask you a question this morning. And the question is this. Are you ready? Are you ready? And I thought to myself, what is this word ready imply. What does this word ready mean? It means this, that you are in preparation mode. A year ago, the Lord spoke to me and Justin. He said, I want you to sell your house. And um, it's amazing, like, I don't, I don't know if you ever have people over to your house or, or you've sold a house. 
like how quickly you go into crazy mode, like just crazy cleaning mode, crazy, like, like it's amazing the things that you'll clean before family comes over. You know, you're like, I just know they're going to look under this corner right here and it's, it's got to be perfect, right? And so you start cleaning, you do what? You start fixing, you start getting things ready, right? Now, what didn't happen was this. We didn't think, we're going to sell our house. You know what we should do? We should just make it crazy messy right now. I mean, we, I, we should just leave clothes everywhere, leave the food out, pile the sink up with dishes. Boys, do whatever you want to the house. We were like, boys, don't breathe in the house, Okay. <laughs> Why? We were preparing for what? To receive an offer from somebody. We were getting ready. So let me ask this question. Are you ready to receive a blessing? Are you ready to receive it? Are you preparing for a blessing? I had this family one time. Sweet family. And they were believing and trusting God for a baby. And we were praying with them and believing with them. And I remember, I remember one day he said to me, he said, we're, we're, gonna build, we're gonna build a room and decorate it in our house in faith. In faith, we're gonna build this room and we're gonna decorate this room in faith. And they said to me, he said, what do you think? And I said, do it. Do it. What was I really saying? Walk in faith. Don't allow fear to dominate you. Don't orbit your life around fear. Don't orbit your life around doubt. Don't orbit your life around what you don't see. And I know this is like a pretty drastic act of faith, but they were like, okay, we're gonna do it. And they did it. And then the baby didn't come right away. Right? Because that's, that's what we think, right? You're like, you're ready for that. You're, not, you're like, they're like the next week they found out they were pregnant. They didn't. They actually had a room empty for a couple of years. But you know what I loved about this family? Is that they stayed in faith. They kept praising God. They kept worshiping Jesus in faith. They kept praying in faith. They kept trusting in faith. They were some of my leaders in our youth ministry. They kept showing up to youth group. They kept serving. They kept giving. They kept supporting. They kept the house of God first. I remember Pastor Beth she told me this one time, she said, Jeff, if you'll put the house of God first, God will put your house first. 
If you'll put the house of God first, if you'll put the kingdom of God first, if you'll put what Jesus is doing in his house first, he'll put your house first. And that's what they did. They just kept putting the Lord first. Being faithful. And they said this to me. I said, I said, where's your hope? Where's your faith? They said, our hope and our faith is in what God said. And I said, well, what did God say? They said, he said to be fruitful and to multiply. See, there's something amazing about getting a hold of one of God's promises. Because you go, God, this is your promise. This is what you said. I'm standing in faith on this. I'm declaring in faith. I'm orbiting around. So you know what they were really doing? They were saying that our life doesn't orbit around what we don't have and what we don't see. Our life orbits around what? It orbits around Jesus. Our life orbits in faith around what he said. Our life orbits around what he did. Our life orbits around what he wants to do. Our, our, our life orbits in faith that he is good, he loves us, he's for us, He's not against us. That's what they were saying. And you're like, well, did they get pregnant? Yeah, they got pregnant. They got three kids now. I did some research about our solar system. I found out that the sun makes up 99.8% of our solar system. And then everything else just gravitates around it. The gravitational pull of the sun is actually what keeps all the planets in exact order. It's been said that like if we were like two degrees closer to the sun, our entire earth would just burn up. It's insane. You know what I love about the picture of the solar system is this, that is actually a picture of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus, the sun, when we orbit around him, he keeps everything in perfect alignment, perfect balance. I love this family. I love the decision that I made back when I was 19 years old. I'm gonna orbit. My whole life, all my decisions, everything I face in this life, every challenge that I go through, every moment of my life, I made a choice to orbit around the sun. Orbit around who? Around Jesus. Now, here's the truth. Am I perfect? No. Are you perfect? No. Is God really, really good and gracious? Yes. Is he faithful when you're not faithful? Yes. 
Does he bless you even when you fail and live in fear and doubt? Yes. Why? Because he's so good. Now here's the deal. None of these things should ever make me want to orbit farther away. Everything that I share today should do what? It should draw my heart closer to him because I come to the revelation and the knowledge, wow, he's really good. Wow, he listens to me. Wow, he really cares about the intimate details of my life. Wow, God wants to do a creative miracle in my life. Wow, look at the goodness of God on Zachariah's life. And if he did it for him, he could do it for us. And it causes your heart to go, I want to be closer to Jesus. I want to be closer to the Son. I want to be closer to Him. I want my thoughts. I want my plans. I want my desires. I want my hopes. I want my future. I want it all, all of it, to orbit around Jesus. Why don't you stand with me this morning?